so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance at All the real Celtics fans in attendance This the truth like 34 This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars The crowd goes crazy Most in-depth coverage on the daily Mainly podcast royalty The content kings When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings Focus like Danny at the deadline Global with it got a local feel like the red line The blue line, the green line Play it in between time I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime And press play When the F's done I can't wait until the next day Trying to stay in tune with the C's That's the best way Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Self Podcast Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine, whatever you're doing right now. I appreciate it that you are listening, watching on YouTube. Please rate, subscribe, thumbs up, all the stuff that you're supposed to do on YouTube. Uh, Really thank you for doing all of that. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I'm also the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars right here, a book that you can buy anywhere and you can get signed copies on my website, johncorrales.com for 30 bucks. Today, it's all about Ime Udoka, who was officially announced, presented to us uh, in an introductory press conference, uh, and some interesting interesting comments coming out of that. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So, like I said, Ime Udoka is now... Uh, officially the Boston Celtics head coach that was uh, made official earlier in the morning. And uh, they they had a, a an introductory news conference. And so I want to play you some clips of the most interesting, interesting things that he said. And if you were reading anything in the aftermath of it, I think every writer settled on one thing that stood out. He is going to push the guys, and they asked for that. Here is Ime Udoka talking about that. Well, it's huge. It's, it's something that you see, and the perception of them outside of this organization is all NBA-level players, MVP-caliber players, and getting to know them over the last few years, you've seen their growth. Uh, they take huge leaps this past year, and we look forward to them continuing in that progress. Uh, it's my job to put them in situations to be successful, uh, push them to, to be greater. And like I said, the sky's the limit with those guys. Um, when all the job openings happened this summer, I think it was pretty evident that Boston is the one, the most attractive based on the organization, the history, the expectations, um, but also the players in the roster. You have two foundational young pillars like those two. It's exciting to build around them, continue to help them grow and, and reach their potential. So sky's the limit with those two. We're excited to work with them and continue to see them grow throughout their career. I've talked to quite a bit of Quite a bit of the players so far. Uh, I was with Al for one year in Philadelphia. No Peyton Pritchard since he was a, a young kid in Portland. Um, but we've all talked already. They're excited. I, I thank them for the kind words they said about me pushing me. And it was a natural bond with us. Uh, like I mentioned, I was with them with the select team. And they all have different personalities, but we all bonded over that. Coincidentally, I'm here now. Obviously, thought Brad would be here forever. So it was just a natural connection with those guys that I had. And um, they're going to allow me to coach them, push them. They know I'm going to be on their ass, and, and that's what they like about me. They've asked me about that. And so they want to be pushed. They want to be directed towards winning, and you expect that from your stars. Your, the character that they showed, like I said, they all have different personality traits. 
Marcus is one way, Jalen's one way, and Jason is as well. But the bottom line is they want to win and help us get number 18. And so that part was attractive. Obviously, you see the physical talent. Now it's a, a chance to help them grow, become better leaders, more vocal, and then just keep, continue to push them to be great. So a couple of things in, in there in that clip that I'll spread over the, the next two segments here. But first and foremost, that concept of the Celtics players that I've talked to asked me to push them. They want to be pushed, and I'm here to get on their ass. I am here to push them and get the most out of them. And he said later in the news conference that uh, he's not afraid of, he's not worried about players being worried about being coached hard because that's what they want, and, and he's here to bring that. So there's a lot actually to come out of you know that singular concept of the players wanted to be pushed. Okay, that means that they didn't feel like they were being pushed hard enough, and that that's something that Brad Stevens, you know, said he when he he talked to the players, he got player input on on the coach the coaching search, and more so it was about the type of coach. What do they need? What do they feel like that he didn't do that they wanted? And, you know, apparently the player said, Hey, like we want, we want to, to be pushed harder. We want to have that challenge. And it's an interesting kind of, you know, how they saw it and how Brad Stevens saw it and how we saw it. And to, to have them say, that's what we want. We want to be challenged. It's, 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 you know, it says a lot. And, and I think this is a concept that, probably needs to be discussed further. And maybe I'll try to get a guest on tomorrow to kind of ping pong back and forth on this entire thing, because this deserves more than just my own reaction. This deserves like more in-depth kind of back and forth. I think the players wanting that is great. The thing, if they feel like, yeah, that, you know, we we've gone through a lot with Brad and we've succeeded a lot, but we want to be pushed even harder. That's great. If the best players on the team are saying that, then that's awesome. The fact that Yudoka is here and saying like, yep, that's been relayed to me. I'm in. I'm willing to do this. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm all in on that too. My, my question here is the theoretical versus the practical application. If you read my story on Boston Sports Journal, I, I kind of referenced that. You know, he has seen coaches be hard on players. He's seen coaches not be hard on players. He's seen it work. He's seen it not work. And Greg Popovich is, you know, notorious for, hey, look, he's not going to take any crap from players. So he's going to, so he pushed and he pushed Hall of Fame players. And that, that says a lot about the players that were being pushed. Tim Duncan bought in right away. Manu, Ginobili, uh, Tony Parker, they bought in. The guy Kawhi Leonard bought in. That says a lot about the respect that Greg Popovich has earned. You know, Yudoka is coming into this, you know, new, and he he has that relationship with these guys, and and he made sure that he mentioned the select team. It's not just that they were together on that FIBA trip to China you know, two seasons ago, two summers ago. It was the select teams where these guys were younger teenagers and 
they were bonding back then. So there is a certain level of trust. And that's, I think that is going to be the, the basis of the necessary relationship for that pushing, for getting on their asses, because you have to have some, some relationship. This is the NBA. This is, this is high level professional basketball. And a lot of the guys who are in this, they're not just coming in here to listen to some guy yell at them. And I don't think that's what Udoka is going to do. In fact, as a side note, he did say later on, and this is an important distinction to make, that different guys have different personalities. And he, he said it in that clip too, but he also mentioned it again later. The distinct personalities, the, they are going to require different things. And not specifically to these guys, but when a coach is coaching a certain player, one thing can work with him. That same thing won't work with the next player because that next player might not respond well to it, you know, and, and that the best coaches understand that my college coach understood that he, he yelled at me like, like no tomorrow. Like I, I caught the absolute brunt of everything because I could handle it. Maybe some days I wavered on how well I could handle it, but, but he wouldn't yell at certain other guys because they couldn't. So when he wanted to yell at them, he yelled at me. And that's the type of kind of coaching you have to recognize who who can take it, who can't. Who needs a little, you know, sometimes some people respond to a pat on the back and an attaboy and you're going to be okay and some encouragement. That's how some people are. Different people have different personalities. And so that is going to be a very important thing to recognize. So that's where Brad Stevens kind of comes in a little bit as a little bit of a, you know, a, a mentor sort of role. Be like, hey, you know what? Ime Adoka could go to Brad Stevens and say, hey, this player has this issue. What's what's his deal? Is he if I yell at him, what's he going to do? And Brad can say, well, he's going to go into a shell and you're going to lose him for a week. Or that guy's going to go, you know, as soon as you MF him, he's going to, you know, dunk on three people in practice. Brad will give Yudoka some level of that guidance, uh, which is good because, you know, you, that's something you really need to figure out. Um, and maybe you can figure out on your own, but having a little head start on that is, is always going to be great. But then it's the relationships. You have to know that that guy has your back. And as much as I, you know, when I think back to my college coach, you know, the, the thing that always brought me back to where I needed to be is I knew that we had the same goal and I knew that he wanted the best for me. And sometimes it's hard, but, so, you know, when you get back to the, the, the point of like, the the whole goal in in why this this um this works is we're all in that same we're all in the same boat we're trying to do the same thing in fact some guidance that i got from the late bruce seals who tragically we lost and I, i've talked about him on the podcast before he was an assistant coach of mine in college he played for the seattle sonics uh back when bill russell was coaching them and Bill Russell was a hard coach to play for. I mean, that guy was 
tough on his players. And, you know, I got some great guidance about sometimes you just got to blow some stuff off. Coach is going to yell. And sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? All right, get your yelling out. Let me see what kind of message I can pull out of this. Some guys are going to have to go through that. If you're not, you know, maybe sometimes that, that pushing goes a little too far and you're going to have to be like, all right, this is where I, okay. Yep. Keep it going. What do you got to do? What do you got to say? All right, you done. Great. Let's go play basketball. That's a fine line. Back to that whole theoretical versus practical application. Ime Udoka is going to have to build the relationships with these guys, which he's already done. That's great. He's going to figure out who can take what. He's going to figure out where the line is. And maybe sometimes that's going to require crossing the line to figure out exactly how far is too far. As long as those relationships are built with a strong foundation, you can get back to where you need to be. The relationships are the key. The relationships are where this team succeeds or fails. If, if you're going to say, I want you to push me, and he's going to say, all right, I'm going to push you, you got to have that trust between each other. You have to trust that what he's doing is for the best, what you're doing, your response is for the best. There's the egos got to be pulled out of this, and you've got to just accept. And, hey, mistakes are going to be made. Talk it out. Work through the mistakes. Players will make mistakes. Coach will make mistakes. Work through it. Build that relationship just like any relationship. You make a mistake. You talk through it. You get stronger because of it. So that's the important part. The pushing thing is going to be interesting to watch. The relationships with these players, that is also interesting. I'm going to talk more about that after I give out the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. The player of the week this week, obviously they're not playing. So I got to go to something cool that somebody's doing. What Who's out there that's that's doing something fun, whatever. And Jalen Brown just did the coolest thing where he had a meeting with Barack Obama. I thought that was super cool. Gave, gave the, President Obama the jersey. Uh, hanging out with a former president is awesome. Especially I know that in Jalen's capacity, he's trying to change the world, which is an amazing thing that he's, he's doing using his star, using his stardom, his platform and all of that stuff to make a change and make the world a better place. So I can think of no greater joy and happiness than watching Jalen Brown go out there, trying to make a difference and do so with the president. You know, it's only worth it if you enjoy it and only 2.6 calories and 95, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories We know that joy creates success. Jalen's out there living his best life, and he's going to have a lot of success on and off the court. That is for sure. So, Michelob Ultra, enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. I'm sure he enjoyed that entire thing. I enjoyed it, and uh, I can't wait to hear what came out of it because that's a super interesting thing to have happen. More on new head coach Ime Udoka and his relationships with the players next. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. 
And at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this postseason. And I am recording this right before the Suns and Clippers play. And uh, by the time I'm done, I'll be able to turn it on and see how the Clippers are going to survive without Ivica Zubac, who is out with a sprained MCL. The playoffs end up becoming this war of attrition. And as we've seen with the Celtics, as we've seen with other teams, the Brooklyn Nets, and obviously the Clippers, the team that stays the healthiest, the longest is the team that has a great chance at winning. And so uh, that, when you look at what the Celtics are going to do next year, super important for the Celtics to figure out a way to keep these guys healthy, keep their minutes down, and, and make sure you manage the marathon of the season. That's going to be the emphasis for Ime Udoka, who now is, is starting this job with, you heard it earlier, he talked about it a bunch, where he interviewed for a bunch of positions over the past couple of years, and he said, hey, if I, if I knew back then that, hey, you're going to be a finalist for these, you're not going to get it, but in a year or two, you're going to get that Boston Celtics job. He's like, yes, sign me up for that because now you get to start a job with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as your pillars. And he threw Marcus Smart in there as part of the core. And this is important because this is why he took the job. And I thought it was interesting, and I don't know if they just said it to say it, but in the opening comments of the news conference, the owners talked about, hey, you know, we're glad you chose us. And I think that that I think that was on purpose. Like, I, I don't think that that was something just nice to say. I think that was actually a almost like a I don't want to say a slip, but I think Yudoka is the one who made the choice. The Celtics didn't make the choice. They, they're not the ones who said, all right, we're going to hire you. Boom, you're in. Uh, he said, okay, of the teams that want to hire me, I'm going to pick the Boston Celtics. So think that Udoka, like they offered him the job and they said, hey, we'd like you to be the next head coach. And this is just my my deduction here. I He's obviously very highly valued. And all of this relationship building stuff, that's been a hallmark of his. Other head coaches, Greg Popovich has talked about this. That's something that he's known to do well. The, the offer, I don't think was, I don't think it was the only offer. And maybe we'll learn more about this, but I'm willing to bet that some of these other jobs that were open could have been Udoka's if he wanted them. And he ended up taking that Celtics job. And part of why, why do you take that Celtics job? One, it's it's a prestige job. You are the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Two, it's not a rebuild. It's not Orlando. It's not messy. Uh, the Celtics were actually good. Now, they had their problems last season. They weren't as good as they should have been, but they are a good team. They are a team that did go to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years prior to that. They've got uh, two young players that are all stars. One one guy made an All NBA team the prior season and is considered by many to be a potential MVP candidate. 
that's a job that you take. That's a job that you absolutely want. And you don't take that job if Brad Stevens is sitting there saying, yeah, you know, Jalen, we might, we'll see. Maybe we'll go and get Damian Lillard or, or something. Like, I don't think the Celtics are going to throw Jalen around the way some people are throwing him around in the, you know, in this offseason. I think what, what the Celtics are going to do is, Unless, unless this like some godfather offer comes in, and yeah, it's going to cost you Jalen Brown, but it's an obvious choice. Like, not not Damian Lillard, Lillard. I explained why Lillard isn't the guy in yesterday's podcast. As much as I would love Damian Lillard in Boston, and I think that he can he can help make this team better in a lot of ways. I think that what you give up. Basically, is is just too much for what you get back over the long run. But listen to yesterday's show if you want my full thoughts. Point is that I think in the interview process, if if I'm you know interviewing for the Boston Celtics head coaching job, I'm thinking, all right. So I'm asking Brad. You know that point in the interview where they say, "Are there any questions you'd like to ask me?" I'd be like, "Yeah. Are you planning on trading?" Any of these guys, who are you planning on trading? What are you, what are your roster moves going to look like? You tell me what you're thinking about. What offers do you think might be out there? Contractually, what do you think? Who? What What roster am I going to have? Are you going to give me just Jason Tatum before this thing is all over? Or am I going to have, what am I going to have as the coach? And as much as Udoka has to lay out his plan, Brad Stevens has to lay out his plan to you know, Yudoka, if he thinks this is the guy that I want to, I want to hire as my head coach, you got to be like, it's got to be a little bit of a sell job. You got to say, Hey, this is the plan. The, the short-term plan is this. And, and look, my, my thought is you don't, unless, unless Bradley Beal comes available and you can get Bradley Beal without giving up Jalen Brown. If you can get a third star without giving up Jalen Brown, you do it. That's, Whenever you can do it, that's that's how you do it. That's the plan. That should be the plan. Short term, it's a two-year plan. Because in two years, there's that big free agent class. And you want to make sure that you have some money to throw around there in that free agent class. Because you're going to have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the team. You're going to have a team that's maybe on the cusp of just being over the top there. That 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 line of... of contending get a championship level if you're right there and you have free agents that are are looking for new homes or considering new homes and you've got the money to spend then that's that's what you're 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 setting yourself up for so i think that short term plan is let's figure out if we can get evan fournier back on two years great if you can get a couple of free agents here on two years, you kind of deal with this two-year plan. Give them something that they can build around. Let Yudoka coach them up. Those relationships that we're talking about, lean on those relationships. You are working with this head coach, Tatum, Brown, Smart. Lean on those relationships that you've built from Team USA, the select teams, all of that. Lean on that and know that this guy, you, you you're building towards something. So over the next couple of years, we're going to have pieces here. And if it, if it works, then, hey, great. If it's close, then in a couple of years when 
Horford's money comes off the books and Fournier's money comes off the books and we can figure out something to do with Marcus Smart, then you you move forward with the next part of the plan, which is hopefully have some cap space, have a big free agent say, you know what, that th- that situation in Boston is much better than the situation that I'm in. I'm going for it. I'm going to do it. It's it's time for me to move and and go to Boston. Then you got yourself you've you've created now over the course of two years a culture a, a situation where it's it's pretty clear that these free agents need to be part of Boston need to be here. So Yudoka, his role in all of this is building those relationships, and if he's going to push, let's see. Does he get that reputation of he's 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 now pushing guys to play above their level? If Tatum and Brown take that step forward, another step forward, then Udoka gets a lot of credit for that. Then then guys from other teams start looking at that and going, hmm, that's a situation I think I want to be a part of. It's a culture building thing. So that's that's how I see the short and long-term plan and how those relationships are going to be important and why Tatum and Brown are the centerpieces here, the pillars, as he said. I think that he said that very specifically for a reason, that those guys are the centerpieces. Don't bother trying to trade Jalen Brown. Don't put him in the trade machine. Forget it. All right, up next, I've got more from Ime Udoka, including what is his stamp going to be? on this team what's his coaching style gonna be that's next bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action whatever it is you want to bet on that uh uefa europe soccer tournament that i have been watching some i saw that crazy france switzerland game that was nuts that was fun uh you can bet on stuff like that you can bet on the basketball games anything head on over to betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Whatever you pop in there, 200 bucks in your first deposit after you sign up, 50% welcome bonus would be $100. So use that promo code locked on, sign up for free, lay down some money if you want, make a little cash uh, on some of these games, and you're going to get some right away with that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Please gamble responsibly. Now, you can use some of those winnings to go to rockauto.com, but even if you don't, you're already a winner by going to rockauto.com because they have everything, literally everything you need for your car in a very expansive and easy-to-use catalog, and the prices are going to be better than anywhere else because they're not going to change prices for pros versus do-it-yourselfers. They're not going to change the prices based on what the market will bear. You know, a family company like rockauto.com is going to treat you right because otherwise you're going to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or a car dealership. That's a lot of money that you can save. I've had somebody DM me telling me that they saved hundreds of dollars by going to rockauto.com instead of using what the the mechanic was, was trying to sell him. And that's, that's the type of thing that you're going to save. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It could be a simple thing. It could be something very like wipers, easy, carpets, that kind of stuff. It's all there at rockauto.com. It doesn't have to be something for your engine. It could be something simple that even I can do. And trust me, 
I don't know a whole lot about cars, but I know enough to go to rockauto.com. When you go there, and I'm very confident that you're going to buy something if you need something for your car, make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? That's how they know we sent you. So rockauto.com, write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. The draft coverage on the Locked On Podcast Network is going to be out of this world. It's going to be the best that you're going to find anywhere. Anywhere. Now, starting July 9th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, will feature analysis from the GOAT of mock drafts, Chad Ford, plus Scal and Ryan McDonough, who started his career in the Boston front office, former general manager. They're going to be on board to analyze the moves that are made in this mock draft. The annual Locked On NBA local experts, uh, Mock draft, they will all make selections. Well, not me because the Celtics don't have a first-round pick anymore. But hey, maybe I'll trade into the draft. Uh, Your favorite basketball teams throughout this will make their selections. It's a week-long special event. Search Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Let's get back to Ime Udoka, who was asked what kind of stamp he would put on this team. What type of coach are you going to be? If you would have told me I was going to be a finalist for so-and-so team or I could wait two years and fall into this situation, it would be a no-brainer to me. So I knew it would come, the right situation would come, and, and this is it. Um, but I'm also not a self-promoter, so I'm not out there trying to be the, be the face of anything. I, like I said, I'm all about the players and the organization and you know, having that unity and selflessness with our organization. So... I may not be the biggest name people inside know me, but that's more so my personality. And then as far as stamp on the team, uh, what I was as a player was a you know, tough, hard-nosed player, defensive-minded, but I love the offensive side as well. I've done defense the last two years in Philadelphia and Brooklyn, but for seven, seven years in San Antonio, I was doing offense and defense. And so, you know, we want to have a, a well-rounded team. Um, looked at the numbers overall. Sorry to mention this, Brad, but 27th in assists last year. We want to have more team basketball there. But at the same time, you have to understand what your personnel dictates. And that's Jason Jalen and guys that can really score the basketball at elite level. So you play toward their strengths. Obviously, we'll have a defensive mentality going in. And, and you know, I like to try to bring the dog out and guys. And we got some young dogs here and, and look forward to pushing them. Fun little dig at Brad Stevens. Hey, your team isolated way too much last season. How about that? Uh, I've said this before, but if you're new to the podcast, I've always thought that this process of hiring a coach was going to be somewhat hilarious in the way that Brad Stevens is bringing all of these people in and they have to tell him, hey, these are all of the things that I think you did wrong last year, or these are the things that I think you could have done better, or why would your team be at the bottom of the league in assists? I mean, it's something we talked about over and over and over again all last season. And so I don't think that's Brad's fault necessarily. They were stuck without the, you know, without Kemba Walker and, and you know, Marcus Smart had, had uh, you know, his injuries and, and all of that stuff. So, you know, they were relying on Jason Tatum 
to bring the ball up. And when your best scorer is also the, you know, a forward who's, who's handling the ball and initiating the offense that, that can be problematic in, you know, in this particular situation, because you want him trying to figure out how to go score the ball, come, come up and catch the ball and, and operate and, and move the ball, catch the ball on the move and all of that. So I, I think that having just full health, which we hope is going to be the case, hoping that a steady lineup, you know, Marcus Smart at point guard, which I like, Tatum and Brown on the wings, Robert Williams at center, and I don't know, who's your four? Do you, do you play Al Horford? Do you go Al Horford at the four? Um, I'd love to sit down and talk to Udoka and get honest answers to that. Can Al Horford play the four? And because he, remember, he coached Horford when Horford was trying to play the four in Philly. And there's going to be some interesting conversation there about why didn't it work in Philly? Is it because Joel Embiid was, you know, is a kind of a back to the basket guy? Is it because there was no spacing because of Ben Simmons? Is it because uh, of other personnel issues? Can it, can that be alleviated with the personnel in Boston? And do you have maybe, maybe Al Horford does work as a stretch four in the starting lineup because you can, you can have Robert Williams in the dunker spot. You can have Robert Williams up high in, in, have Horford in the post from time to time. I don't know. Maybe the personnel is different. We'll have to see how they, they play together, but the team ball, that team concept is something that we're going to see from Udoka. And he, that is going to resemble, I think a lot of what Brad Stevens was trying to do. Now we'll see how many actual sets that he comes up with that he, you know, how is he going to, um, how's he going to use the guys? Is, how much structure is there going to be? I mean, every, we talk about the read and react offense that the Celtics have tried to run. And, and my contention is that every offense is a read and react at some point here in the NBA, because you can't run. I think there's a common misconception here. In, in my opinion, yeah, you need to run certain sets and you need to have a play that you can run all the way through. But I think there's this belief that you have to run a play and you say, oh, you've got to make the first five, six passes. You can't do that in the NBA because defenses aren't all uniform. The defenses are so creative and so good and the, the athletes are so great that whenever one of your actions triggers a mistake, you have to be ready to pounce on that mistake. So you can't just say like, when I was in college, the coach said five passes before you take a shot or else you're benched. That doesn't work in the NBA. You can make one pass and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I'm open and I have to take this shot because it's the best shot against that defense. I'm, I'm going to have to be able to take this shot. You know, maybe it's maybe it is six passes. Maybe it's 16 passes for all we know that. But it's not a set thing. So that team, that movement, the picks. Now, how, who sets the picks? We might see, and I've been calling for, for Tatum and Brown to, to run pick and roll together for years. And if Yudoka comes in and they start running more stuff together, Jalen and Jason, then I will be thrilled. If I had one, one qualm with 
Stevens in the offense is why he didn't use those guys together as much. And so we'll see. We'll see how he does that. But changes in his in the offense could be Tatum as more of a pick setter, learning how to set picks, and and maybe maybe you run him and and Brown. Maybe you have Tatum as the pick setter, and and you. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But who sets the picks? How they set the picks? Where they set the picks? That that's going to be part of the offensive scheme. We might see different different styles of pick setting and and how they're used. But obviously it's going to be a defensive minded team. I'd be very curious to see how the Celtics defense evolves because other than the last season the defense has been pretty good. So I think that Brad Stevens would have, you know, that that's something that Brad is going to be very sure of when he uh, you know, when when he's gone through the process. So I'm very, very eager to see what Udoka is is putting together. He talked about his staff and the the he's not necessarily looking for guys with head coaching experience. Um so he's not necessarily gonna go out and and say, hey, you know, Mike D'Antoni, you want to join my my staff. Or whatever, like a, a coach doesn't have to be someone who has been a head coach somewhere else. He's putting together a staff that has the right energy that he says, you know, the right, just the right mix of people. Now, I happen to believe that someone with some head coaching experience can be something that, you know, you lean on and not just as a, hey, this guy's been there, you can pick his brain. There are certain things during the game that head coaches think about and maybe think about a little bit differently. And the one thing that Udoka, I think, is going to have to get used to, where he's going to have a big adjustment, is the the change in how he thinks of the game during the game. Because as an assistant, you're focused on one thing. You know, he handles the defense in Philly and in Brooklyn. He is really focused, laser focused on that defense. As a head coach, you've got to be focused on everything. You've got to be out there, you know, who's got how many fouls, all, all of this other, you, you know, who looks tired, everything, everything. You're, you're calling plays from the sideline. You're reacting to things. The the hyper focus is gone, and you're you're really you've really got a lot more going on. Having somebody on the bench that has thought the game as a head coach is going to be something that really really helps. So it's not as much about like bringing in Lloyd Pierce, who has Brad's respect and the players' respect. Bringing him in and putting him on the bench isn't like. Hey, well, hey, if, if it doesn't work out with Udoka, you can slide Lloyd Pierce in there and you've already got his replacement there. It's not even about that. It's about having a guy who has put the practice schedule together, who has put all of that stuff together, who has, and maybe Lloyd Pierce, because of his, the mistakes that he's made, can say, hey, you know, I, I, I did this. Maybe I would have do, done that differently. But the little ancillary things. But I'm really thinking that a guy on the bench, a person on the bench that has thought the game through 
in real time, like a head coach who can maybe say, Hey, by the way, you know, you've got the, the use it or lose it timeout with three, you know, it's, it's, it's four minutes to go and you've got three timeouts left and the, the team's okay. Maybe it's looking a little tired and, and maybe you don't get so focused on some other things. The head coach, the former head coach can be like, Hey, what do you think about a timeout here? We're going to lose it anyway. Let's get these guys a blow. Let's get these guys some rest. And and just because he's got so many things swirling in his head, Yudoka might be like, oh, that's a good idea. That's that head coaching experience that can help assist on the bench. Little things like that that, that make things a little bit more comfortable. And, and it's not about all the other stuff that you might be thinking of. So when he's constructing that st- that staff, I, I still think that a former head coach will be, would be, uh, somebody that, that can be helpful. So it has to be a former head coach that's willing to be an assistant. And maybe you think, Hey, look, this is a job. We know that you, you're good enough to be a head coach. We know that you're going to get interviews. Let's bring you in a couple years. You know, I could use your expertise. Maybe, you know, you know, and we know that you're going to be on your way out at some point. So it's mutually beneficial, stay in the game, help me out. We'll help you out. And you, you know, we get it. All right. We'll see. And the, the Yudoka conversation is going to continue for a little while here um, because there is a lot to unpack. There's a lot that we have to think about and a lot that that's come up that we have to figure out with, with him. And, and Hey, it's the off season. Might as well talk it through now and see if any of the stuff that we've hit on comes through in, in the beginning of the season. I love the hire. The more I think about it, the more he talks, the more I hear, I just, I think this is a great hire. This is a great opportunity. And I'm a big Brad Stevens guy. I think that Brad Stevens is a really, really good head coach, but things have changed and this opportunity presented itself. And this, this, this is going to work. I think like sometimes, you know, being good, isn't, isn't good enough. And and maybe I didn't realize exactly how much these guys could benefit from a new, a new voice. This is a good one. I think, I think this will work. I like everything that I've seen. So I'll continue to talk about it and hopefully you'll continue to listen by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts or subscribing to the YouTube channel. A lot of people have been subscribing to the YouTube channel. I'm very, very thankful for that. Very, very appreciative of that. The people who have switched from the podcast to the YouTube channel, you know, that's great. Love that too. And I mean, it all works for me. You know, it all counts. So I really, I, I'm thankful for that. And, and some people have been giving me some advice. I'm trying to trying to hone that in and, and make this the best show that it can be. So your subscriptions are, are great. And, and sharing the podcast would be awesome. Telling your friends that they should be listening or watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.